Bond is back, finally in the cinemas. No Time to Die is the film that we are going to be talking about on Joe Blogs About Films. Thank you ever so much for clicking on this podcast. Any podcast episode that I've done so far, it really is appreciated. Um, I've already mentioned a couple of times already just how much I was looking forward to this film. Um, probably, obviously, the the hype just kept going and going, obviously, with it being delayed uh, due to COVID, obviously one of the many films that were pushed back. Uh, and I'm really glad uh, that this is a film that they did hold off for the cinema Obviously, knowing that this is going to be Daniel Craig's last film as James Bond, um, needed to be seen in the cinema. So I had the absolute pleasure last night of checking it out. I went for a later showing, so this is the day after. So I'm trying to remember everything that I saw, but obviously the standout moments in there that I won't talk about, obviously, in terms of any uh, particular plot points or, you know, spoilers, you know, massive spoilers, obviously, you know, the end and such. But, um, but yeah, it's such a strange feeling knowing that this is going to be Daniel Craig, or that is, or, you know, has now being Daniel Craig's last outing as uh, the infamous 007, or rather Commander Bond as he is in this. Um, the film is, is we're obviously going to talk about it, say, right here on episode 26, but as a final outing, I am pleasantly, pleasantly pleased. Um, I, I, I just can't praise it enough, really. Um, so we're going to obviously just go over all of it as, a, as much as I can without going into too many spoilers. Uh, but years after apprehending Blowfield, who was portrayed by Christoph Waltz in Spectre, uh, James Bond has retired, living quietly in Jamaica, when CIA agent Felix Later, uh, that's played by Jeffrey Wright, approaches him for one last job, Bond finds himself taking on the sinister Safin, portrayed by Rami Malek, and must uncover the secrets of the woman he loved, Madeline Swan, played by Leah Sado. And um, yeah, that's really the synopsis of this film. And it's it's as as Bond films go, like I I'm not the like the biggest Bond enthusiast. Like I like and appreciate the films as they are. My fiance is a much bigger Bond fan than I am. So if I don't do this podcast episode any justice, I'll be answering to her. But like I very much was looking forward to this because we we bought tickets for it last year obviously to try and see it in april when it was originally meant to come out obviously this is before covid and, and everything and when it was pushed back we were, we were both quite you know very un, obviously disappointed and, and having to wait for it so that hype train's really been going obviously they kept pushing this film back and back and back and it just feels just great to finally say i've seen it it's out now and people need to go check this out obviously it's done so well already this film we were talking i think seven million in its first day that it's reached in the UK it's extraordinary and I think that just sums up these these latest Bond films I mean just stepping aside a moment from No Time to Die which obviously we are going to you know, go into a little bit more but Daniel Craig for me was j just brought something completely new to Bond's like Growing up, obviously, we had, I had Pierce Brosnan um, in the 90s and such, which I, I guess, nothing against him, but some of the films that, that, that were around, obviously, when, when, when Pierce Brosnan was the Bond, uh, what was Bond, sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know, like, I just wasn't really... Just wasn't really for me. Die Another Day was was all right. I mean, there was some terrible, terrible CGI in that one. But I, I don't know. Like, I just never really, really got on that Bond hype. And then when Casino Royale came out with Daniel Craig, I think it kind of, he just brought in this whole kind of new audience and new fans of the of the franchise. And I've you know followed the films ever since. And I think that for me, Daniel Craig is an excellent Bond up there with you know easily the the best of the Bonds. Um, could even argue to an extent that he is the best Bond that there has been and the longest serving Bond actor, really. I think 16 years he's been doing this. So to know that this is his last one, um, I mean, already you're going in with a little bit of expectations of what you think is going to, how it's going to end or, you know, how they're going to give him a, a send off. And this is an epic 
emotional but fantastic send-off for Daniel Craig. And I think that I'm really glad that he didn't leave it at Spectre because there's the, there's the famous quote. I remember seeing the interview at the time when he said when he finished Spectre that he would rather have slit his wrist with glass than do another Bond film. So obviously that was... Uh, it must have had a big toll on him, uh, and you know, to, to manage to get him back to do one more, I think, was the best thing because it kind of this summed his his like bond up, if you will. I think that it was just a very very well thought out film. So it's, it's a bit of a long one. There are there's an argument that an argument can be made that it could have been a little bit shorter, but um, I think this is uh, this was a very the, the cast is just absolutely stunning. Uh, this film uh, was directed by uh, Carrie Fukunaga. Uh, originally it was meant to be Danny Boyle that was going to be um, was would helm this film, but due to creative differences stepped aside. But I think that Carrie has done an absolutely amazing job. Some of the shots that they got in this film, the sequences, even you know some of the action set pieces are just so so good um rami malik as well as the villain i mean we'll go over the cast to say but the villain in this uh played by uh, rami malik uh, as villains go i think that like of all the bonds he might be not the most forgettable but that's purely because he doesn't have the most screen time in this and i think that kind of sums up him as a villain he's like working in the shadows i mean we get an amazing introduction to his character at the start of the film um, you know, really, really sinister introduction to him, and at times, you know, just quite like thriller esque. There were some really good like shots through like stained glass windows, or even uh, certain glass windows. Sorry, that I just thought were just marvelous, or what I wouldn't expect necessarily in a Bond film, like very creepy. And um, I think that's why this film is as good as it is because there's the familiar sense of a Bond film. Sorry, I'm kind of going away a second from Rami Malek. I will return to that, but yeah, this film has the the familiar, you know traits of a Bond film but at the same time there's something new there which is what I just adore about this film I think that that's why Skyfall did so well as well because that again was a similar thing of you know that familiar sense of Bond but it did, the story was just I don't know like Skyfall was so different from the other Bond films that I think that's why I respect to dip for me a little bit because it went back and this was a nice combination of the two it's that familiar sense of Bond but there is something so so different about this uh, this Bond film and the way that it's structured or at least the the way that it's been put together the story and the script it's uh, it's just amazing but sorry anyways back to uh, Rami Malek him as a villain like I say he he's, he's in it but not as much as what maybe the other Bond villains have been like in, in previous films I think the the way that they've structured that with Rami Malek it makes him kind of more of a yeah, like a, a more impactful, like his goal in this film is uh, it's massive um, in terms of obviously, you know, as a villain's go, he's got a pretty big um, plan. Um, but again, we're not going to we're not going to dive into that. But we find Bond at the start. I mean, the opening, as we do with any Bonds, like the opening action sequence, whatever. This is I think it's the longest one I've, from what I understand online, like the opening before the, the opening title sequence. The opening action pack, you know, sequence that we get, it's um, I think it's about 25 minutes nearly before we actually get those opening title credits, uh, along with Billie Eilish's No Time to Die. Great track as well. Really, really, really love that Billie Eilish single. And Billie Eilish is a fantastic artist. But the cast, I say, obviously, other than Daniel Craig and Rami Malek as the, as the main two, as the, the, the hero and the villain, you've got Leia Sado as well, returning as Madeline from Spectre. I'm, I'm not going to lie as well, with Spectre, I wasn't, I didn't like Spectre. I think there's just something about it that I found incredibly boring. Again, some of the action the action set pieces were amazing, but you know, if that was his last film, I'd have been pretty disappointed for, for Daniel Craig because I, I don't know, there was something about it. Like He even seemed like he just wasn't arsed in it towards the end of the film. I don't know, that was just what I got from Spectre. It obviously is important for this film as well because it kind of carries that on, but having Leia... Uh, having Leah Sado back, sorry, as as, as Madeline was, was great. So the, the, the relationship there between her and Bond... 
essentially makes Bond more human in this film. I don't know if, if people understand what I'm saying. I, I mean, I'm not saying he's like a Terminator, but at times he's kind of unrelatable um, just because of like how he is maybe as... Obviously, he's relatable in the sense he's a hero, but like, you know, he's obviously famous to be known as like a womanizer and, and, and how he's portrayed previously has been quite bad like and you know it's just very sexist at times and such but i think that what they did so well with this film and maybe even phoebe waller bridges uh you know impact on the script as well may have toned that down as well but i think that because of where we left bond in the last film with specter and madeline i think that he's made him more human and i and he's got the stakes for him are much greater than than just saving the world in a sense of saving the world, but there's also saving the people that he loves. And that's why I really think this film is one, it, it could be Daniel Craig's best Bond film. Skyfall was just something else. Like Skyfall will always be one of the best Bond films. For me, that's the Bond film that I really, really got behind. Um, and I, I praise that film to this day. What a release that was in 2012. But there's something about No Time to Die, even with Skyfall, obviously. I know there's that personal element in Skyfall about his attachment to M and wanting to save her. And obviously his you learn a little bit more about his upbringing he's growing up but with this one because of this is his life now obviously he's retired at the start of this film but has to get he gets dragged back into you know saving the world if that makes sense or at least you know but there's also personal motive there as well like he's got that connection he's got madeline there and leia sado is absolutely fantastic in this film she is so like balanced so well of being in love with someone but at the same time it's almost like she can't have the person that she loves but then he's has her own background, which we learn more about as well. I think you've seen in the trailers that I think Bond says we all have our secrets, we just haven't got to yours yet. And when we do learn more and more about it, it's just there's so many layers to her as a character. And I think Leia Sado, like I say, her performance in this is absolutely stunning. She is fantastic. And uh, yeah, really, really hats off to, to, to her as an actor. I think she's stunning, really, really excellent. Other actors in here is Lashana Lynch, who plays Nomi or the new 007. Amazing. Again, the dynamic between her and Bonds, that kind of like rivalry, if you will, about the double O's and such was just stunning again. And she's made history at Lashana, at Lashana Lynch by being the first female black double O agent that's been in the entire franchise. And again, just cements how important this film is. I think that she is such a good addition to the cast. I loved her in this film. I love. I, I really hope they can keep her around for for, for moving forward and and being whether she will continue to be the 007. And you know she works alongside a James Bond. I don't know, but she needs to continue in these films because she's so good. Like the action, the action set pieces that she's involved in as well. In particular, the sequence in Jamaica uh, where we find uh, Bond along with Anna de Armas's character. I'm going to come to in a second. So good, so so good. Um, yeah, really, really can't praise her enough. I say Lash Lashana Lynch there, really excellent stuff. I just yeah, really enjoyed that relationship as it grew and grew and grew over this film. And uh, Lashana Lynch really stands her own, like really does stand up in this film, stands out, excellent bit of casting there as Nomi 007, fantastic, I'm looking forward to seeing more of her anyways. Anna de Armas as well plays Paloma, brief, briefly in this film, you can kind of guess it's from the trailers that we've saw, the many trailers that we've seen for No, T no Time to Die, but she is, uh, yeah, just in one particular scene involving Spectre, and it's just, again, the, the, the fight sequences at times, it's almost like, I don't know, like Matrix John Wick-esque almost, and she seriously kicks some bottom in this film, does Anna de Armas. I love, I love her as an actress. I think she's amazing to say. When I saw her in Knives Out, I was all for it as well, and it's great to see that that relationship between her and Daniel Craig has continued. You see we've got a kind of chemistry between them both in Knives Out, and again, it's nice to see them two sharing the screen again. Whether she'll return in future Bond films, I'm not too sure, but Anna de Armas as well, much praise. As, and 
yeah, excellent, excellent stuff. Ben Wishaw as well as Q, you know what you're going to get with Q, just nice quirks and, and nice quips, sorry, just a great character, really, really loved what they did with Ben Wishaw in this film, he really is a great Q, and again, like, what I hope is, because I know that with most Bond films, you know, your M's, your Q's, and uh, say Naomi Harris as well as Money Penny, who again, doesn't really get too much in this film, but she's got a significant amount to at least leave you thinking she was really, really good in it as well. I think everyone's done a top job, as you can see, I'm very, very impressed with this film, but what I hope is that all these, you know, supporting characters such as your Q's, your M's and Money Pennies and so forth I really want them to continue I want them to stay I want them to be just like they do with the other Bond films the Bond may change but the other characters surrounding them won't until a certain point you know we had that kind of you know almost like it's not like a reboot but Skyfall you know brought in a lot more new characters for those roles you know Q, Ben Wishaw's Q first came in Skyfall M obviously at the end played by Ralph Fiennes you know taking over from Judi Dench I just hope that continues because they've all got something to bring to this franchise. And I love just, yeah, this story is such a big, it's so grand, like a scale of, you know, saving that world, saving the world again from some kind of like, um, you know, genetically engineered like virus, if you will, which um, kind of weirdly fit in to say what we've just gone through in the last, uh, in the last 18 months or so. Obviously I know that COVID wasn't, well, We'll, we'll cross that bridge another time, but still, it's just the, the scale of this film. There's obviously, there's saving the world, like I mentioned before, the saving that Bond's got to, you know, help save the world along with 007 um, and, and obviously other supporting characters. But then there's also him, you know, saving his most dear to him. Um, and it's just so, so good, so grounded, so human at times. Nice to see Christoph Waltz get a, a cameo as Blofeld as well. Um, enjoyed his portrayal in, in Spectre in, in the previous film, but I think, uh, yeah, it was the right amount in this film. It wasn't kind of overkill. And again, it's just that kind of like bringing everything together that we've seen over the last course of these five Daniel Craig Bond films that we kind of do get this perfectly fitting send-off. And I think that everyone involved in this should be really, really, really proud of what they've done. They deserve a massive pat on the back. Uh, ticks a lot of boxes for Bond fans to say, and uh, Kerry um, Fukunaga has done an absolutely amazing job directing this. And I cannot, cannot praise this enough. My final piece I'll say on this is that Daniel Craig has been absolutely mesmerising to watch his Bond over these years, 16 years of him doing it. I'm going to be very sad to know that this is, well, I am sad to know that this is his last film and that we're not going to be getting just his, um, yeah, him as Bond anymore. But I'm looking forward to seeing who we do get. I think that if you're a Bond fan, this is definitely one that you need to go, obviously it's definitely one to check out, but I think that it's, it's strange seeing, obviously there are many, many amazing reviews, but there's also some reviews that are out there that people have not been overly impressed with this film. Maybe that's because the anticipation's built up too much. I briefly mentioned on my last podcast episode that you can overhype something. You can maybe think about you can what to expect or how you'd like things to go. And sometimes your anticipation or the hype built up for it is just a little bit too grand to, uh, to, to you know, beat, if you will. Um, but I think Daniel Craig has been an amazing Bond, uh, really has brought something fresh and brought a new generation of, of Bond fans in. Uh, it was amazing to see how many youngsters had come in to watch the new No Time to Die film at the cinema. And yeah, massive smiles all around. Say out of 10, eight and a half I'm going to give. I think um, there's it's a little bit too long for me. I think it could have been a little bit shorter. There's a part in the middle where they could have... Um, maybe just cut down a few few sequences but there is an action set piece pretty much covered for everything land sea i think the only thing that's missing in this film is space and we don't really need to go there we don't want to go too fast and furious but the the action sequences in this are just amazing the sequence at the beginning with it in italy the jamaica sequence as well and the islands uh that, that, that essentially you know towards well within the film yeah, amazing. Really, really good. Um, check it out. I say, make sure you do. Uh, it's definitely one of the one of the best films 
of this year. One of and, and arguably the best Daniel Craig film. Let me know your thoughts anyways. Do keep in touch and keep up to date with the with the page on Facebook. Sorry, Joe Blogs About Films. Just search that. This podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, RSS.com. Massive thank you again for listening to episode 26. No Time to Die. Bond is back. Daniel Craig is out. It's been a very, very fun ride. I loved every minute of this to say. Hope you enjoyed listening. Thank you again. <laughs>